this season on more and more every day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10-minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. Growing up, my favorite part of any big family dinner was that stretch of time, regardless of how long it lasted, between the meal and the end of the night. That part when the roast has been carved and eaten, compliments have been given for this year's green bean casserole, and the wine replenished, and everyone sort of lingered. Well, maybe I'm rewriting history here. Actually, as a young child, I never completely saw the beauty in this odd in-between time when the adults sat around a cluttered and spattered table with half-drunk glasses of wine and coffee getting cold. What were they talking about? We're done eating. Let's play. (laughs) But it wasn't long before I began to thoroughly enjoy what my dad calls visiting at big family holiday dinners. I started to see this moment as a snapshot or a window into the memories of my mom, my dad, my aunts and uncles, and the people who came before whom I may never meet. Nowadays, I try to fight the urge to clear the table and wash the dishes because that period of in-between time, the lingering, when everyone is still around the table, it's like a sunset. Whether it's glorious and splashy and flooded with color, or if it's the kind of sunset where the sun just sort of winks out of existence, that moment, it comes and goes quickly, and you never get it back. These visiting hours at the table are ripe with family stories. Questions about family rituals are answered. Hilarious tales of childhood hijinks are shared. Explanations offered, secrets told, recipes remembered, and traditions passed on. Every single Thanksgiving without fail, I ask my parents how their families celebrated as they grew up and how they established their own traditions once they got married and had kids. It doesn't matter if I've already heard the story of my dad hiding his toys in a paper bag so his brothers wouldn't try to make him share. I don't care how many times mom has already told me about her favorite kind of pie growing up. It's just part of the holiday. It's no wonder then that my second oral history I ever conducted was also at the kitchen table with my parents. I still have the tape and I've never listened to it because it's 2021 and I am terrified that this tape is too old and I will break the ribbon just by trying to play it. The only thing I remember asking is... Were the Beatles really that big of a deal? They both seriously and solemnly answered, yes. (laughs) You may have found your way to oral history through your own interest in genealogy and family stories. As Jennifer Keel, founder of 70 Degrees and a past president of the Southwest Oral History Association told me once, oral history grounds us in the past. It places us within history And interviews with family members can be one way of accomplishing this. But 
As Barbara Sadek wrote in the Wall Street Journal, there's, quote, a lot more to it than just pointing the microphone or a camera at a person. Trying to create an oral history without first learning some of the basics sells the process and our families short. But you may be thinking your family history doesn't require the rigor of an academic approach. It's just one family. It's just one grandma. You're not famous. You're not royalty. Who is possibly going to care besides you? Au contraire. A family story, just like a personal story, anchors real people in the grand sweep of history. And the more we know about ordinary, everyday people, the more we know about this grand sweep of history. The UCLA Library has a great guide for conducting oral histories with family members. And if you've been listening to this podcast all season, a lot of their suggestions will be familiar. Things like researching before you start the interview, asking open-ended questions and equipment. These kinds of things may already be apparent to you. But beyond that, there are some really good things in this guide that I encourage you to check out if you plan to interview family members. For instance, in the section on preparing for the interview, they ask questions of you that may be more pertinent if you're going to be talking with a family member, more pertinent than if you were going to interview a stranger. Like, what are you going to do with these interviews? And they suggest that you clarify this with your narrator before you begin. I'm going to read a few questions they ask, like, are you going to give complete copies of the recordings to everyone in the family so they can all listen to everything that was said? Are you merely planning to pull information and quotes out of the interviews for a family history you're writing? Are you going to run those quotes past the interviewees for review? What do you plan to do with material that is potentially painful or humiliating or hurtful to the narrator or to others in the family? These are all quotes or paraphrased quotes. Family C are full of secrets, shared contracts, and complex relationships. You should probably have a plan in place for how to navigate all this before you ever hit record. And one thing to acknowledge that I'm starting to learn in my own role is that you will ultimately become the keeper of the family history the more kind of research you do. So how comfortable are you sort of shouldering the history, the secrets, the traditions, and the rituals if you embark on this activity? In the UCLA section on conducting the interview, they ask you to consider how you might respond to an uncomfortable topic. Just as you would if interviewing a stranger, you should prepare for a story that contradicts a fact you believe to be true. I'll never forget one of the biggest fights I ever saw, I mean arguments, I ever saw between my mother and her sister was this very heated debate over the year a specific photo was taken. One said it was 1977, the other thought the picture was taken in 1978, and they went to bed that night not speaking to each other. (laughs) So when you get into these conversations with family members, these things get heated because each of you believes to know the answer or the fact. So as the interviewer, how are you going to avoid getting caught up in those kinds of problems? When it's a stranger, you can kind of remove yourself from the situation, but families are different. And more likely than in an interview with someone you don't know, family members often share painful or personal stories with kin, even if a camera's on them. So how are you going to be navigating these difficult conversations? The other thing I really like that UCLA does is they have a sample family history outline and they provide it on their website and it's linked in the show notes. It's a great outline for a very comprehensive interview. 
I know when I conducted some of my own family oral histories recently, I used a version of our biographical questionnaire, which we covered in this podcast in a previous episode. Our questionnaire has like seven questions on it. (laughs) It was not even a tenth as thorough as the UCLA family history outline, and my interviews lasted for hours. So if you're going to follow the UCLA outline, I would encourage you to prepare and schedule several sessions if you're going to use their resource as a guide. And I don't think that should dissuade you from using their guide. I think their guide is actually incredibly useful and it's something I would probably use in the future. All right, so here's your challenge today. Think of a family member you would like to interview. Maybe it's someone whose memories seem to have all the answers to questions about you and your family and where you came from. Maybe it's a person who's getting older or even just a favorite cousin you wanna chat with. You're going to reach out to them, but not yet. First, take a look at the UCLA source and think through some of these pre-interview steps. Then scroll to the bottom and consider their family history sample outline. Make your own or adapt theirs, and then call your family member and get an interview scheduled. Let us know how it goes at SMCC History, hashtag more and more every day. We wanna hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.